Hey, by the way, I'm straight. And I am really proud of it because I feel like I am pretty strong for women or maybe in general. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to Unanthropologetic. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. I have Flex and Preston here with me, as always. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? I don't actually know the rest of the lyrics to that song. That's all I know. It's a, a Lionel Richie song. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to go with Adele for a second, but... I was thinking that one, too, but I was like, you know, I need to give the girls an oldie but goodie. Yeah, and I think you've so, already done the Adele one before. I'm sure I have. Adele, you know, is queen, second queen in this household. <laughs> the first is always Beyonce, but then Adele comes into a close second. Of course. I, yes, totally understood. But how are you doing today? I am doing okay. Um, I um, We were talking earlier that I'm just a bit hungover still. Yesterday, <laughs> well, Tyler's birthday was on the 13th, but we went out to dinner last night. And we went to like a little TikTok um, popular place. Like everyone in Chicago who goes to a restaurant does a TikTok at this place called Storyville. And it's a um, New Orleans-inspired restaurant, and they have a lot of, like, you know, Cajun food and um, etouffee and jambalaya and fried catfish nuggets. and Yum. You know, it was just um, something different. Usually, I take Tyler to a French restaurant on his birthday, but he was like, I want to do something different this year. And I was like, okay. So um, I found this place. And, you know, the atmosphere was cute. And, but I think overall we gave it like a B minus mm. because the food was good, but the service was lacking. And um, the, and I think, you know, everyone on TikTok made it seem like this food was going to have, you know, you were going to have an orgasm after eating it. So I think I, I had higher expectations and it wasn't bad food, but it just wasn't. This, you know, this life-altering food that TikTok made it seem to be. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, but I feel like that happens a lot, right? Where social media will make something sound so, like, amazing and good. And it, I, and also maybe it's like that we hype it up in our heads to what's, like, good to us. And then it disappoints. Yeah. I just think, you know, the girls on TikTok, they just want to sell the TikTok. And so they're just like, oh, the most delicious, delectable foods. And, you know, oh, the, the cheese tower. And, you know, so they just like put on this like TikTok voice and then you, you be getting excited. Like, okay, girl, okay, okay. And then you get there and it just is not that. It just didn't give that. So it was a cute girl. The drinks were nice. So we drank quite a bit. So what was your, like, if you had to rate out of all the food that you ate, the best thing and the worst thing? So we got a lot of things. So we got, they have some chicken wings that has like a dry rub. We got that. They had them um, lettuce wraps. We got the catfish nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler got the etouffee, I believe, the fried chicken etouffee. And then I got the red fit, the fried red fish 
that was also on a plate of etouffee, I believe. Maybe. Um, Um, And so, you know, I love catfish. I love fried fish. That's my favorite food. So that was decent. Would I say it was the best fried fish I've had? Absolutely not. But was it good? Like, did it, was it good enough to to eat and be like, okay, girl, that's tasty? Yes. Um, I think my favorite looking back was the um, etouffee that was on the bottom of my redfish. Um, the redfish was fine, but it was just a, a very large portion. And so I couldn't even eat all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was fried, but they put, you know, a whole like um, sauce stew on top of it, right? The oh, etouffee. Right, yeah. Right, so it gets soggy. So it's not really crispy. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, what's the point of saying that it's fried? Like just... Yeah, or I mean, there is like a fried... I don't know these techniques. Obviously, I've never done it myself. But like, I know there is like times when I've had fried food that is covered in like a gravy or sauce and it stays crispy. Well, they need uh, to figure out how to do that. But yeah. It, it wasn't... Again, it wasn't bad. It just just for them to call out fried as if, you know, you're going to have that type of fried fish experience. Um, you, you just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was good, but I liked the etouffee um, the most. And I think the least was the, um, the vegetable wrap. Not, uh, the, yeah, it was like vegetable wraps. It was, but we got beef with it. So they became like beef wraps, um, lettuce wraps. Um, I just felt like that was the least um, inspiring because it just didn't feel like they put any New Orleans flair to it. It just kind of felt like they were like, oh, shoot, we need a vegetarian option for the veg girls. And they were like, okay, let's do some, you know, mushroom wraps, lettuce wraps. And that's kind of all it was. So the mushroom wasn't very inspiring the beef that we got on the side for it wasn't very inspiring. Like nothing about it felt New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It just felt, you know, oh, we need a we need an option for the veg girls. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, well, I was also like thinking when you were saying like usually you take Tyler to a French inspired or French inspired restaurant, like Cajun food does have French influences, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I ended up kind of taking him to one anyway, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, but yeah, no, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It sounds like food, like I love etouffee. That's like literally one of my favorite, I shouldn't say my favorite, but it's a food that I do like seek out sometimes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm a tiny bit jealous, but maybe there's better etouffee somewhere else. I'm sure there's some place in Philly that has etouffee. Sure. How are you? How's your weekend so far? Um, it was good. My sister was in town. She came to visit me. Um, and so, yeah, it was like really great to hang out with her. We went in like the neighborhood I live in has a lot of little like tiny restaurants and like tiny um, places to eat. And so we went to one and had really good sushi. Oh, it was so good and really unique because they had like, like one of the sushi, one of the items, one of the rolls had like strawberries in it. And then one of them had like cherries in it. It was like very I don't know, but really good. Like it was just really good. And then we got ice cream at another local ice cream shop. And then 
what did we do? Oh, and then we yeah, came back. Me and my sister just like hung out and like talked for like, I think it was until like midnight. And we went to bed. And then the next day, we were supposed to go for a run because <laughs> I wanted to show her the riverside because I live pretty close to the Schuylkill River. Um, but she just like, you know, she works really hard. She's in med school. So she wanted to sleep in. <laughs> she didn't want to wake up. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So, we ended up, um, she ended up sleeping in, I got up and did stuff. And then she, and then like around lunchtime, we went to Chinatown, had really good dim sum, and then went like to some of the local like Chinese bakeries and, um, we got uh, boba and mm-hmm. yeah, it was just a really good day, um, overall. And I was like, kind of talking to my roommate about how like, like I had this time in my life when I never used to like want to take breaks or like, I feel guilty about doing something like what we did yesterday, spending like the entire day kind of like, I don't know, enjoying life and like eating and hanging out in Chinatown and things like that. Um, but like, yeah, there was one point in my life where I would feel really guilty about doing that. And now I just kind of like embrace it. Um, and I think it's just because like, my to-do list never ends. Like there's never going to be a time when I check off everything. So yeah. Yeah. And also we're getting older. So like I say that, like we're getting like ancient, but we are getting older and like, when are you going to enjoy life? If not now? So I agree. Yeah. So it was a really good weekend overall. Like it was good to see her. It was good to just eat really good food and not really do school. Are you close to, are you um, close to your sister geographic wise? Is she like yeah so she lives in new jersey oh okay. um, yeah so it's fairly close like um easily you can hop on like a train or a bus and it's like one or two hours depending on which one you choose um but she's also really close to nyc so like um new york city i don't know why i said nyc new york city um and so she you're like yeah sometimes we'll like meet in new york city and just like hang out for the day or like one thing that we've liked doing is going to the New York city public library and studying for a little bit and then going out and like adventuring into the city. And so, yeah, things like that. Like, I don't know. It's just really, yeah, she's pretty close right now. And she also hasn't been able to go home to see my parents. So it's just, I think good for her to hang out with, you know, family, me. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah, it was really good. It was a good weekend. And yeah, as we get older, too, I think we are just like also getting closer, which is what I want. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I agree. I think relationships begin to like take on a more realistic form because mm-hmm. I'm even closer with my sister as we've gotten older. Um, yeah. Because we're just, you know, we're adults now. We're like, yeah. In our adult life and she has two kids and a husband and yeah you know i have a fiance so yeah um i don't know i think we're just we're developing that more mature relationship so that's exciting to hear about yeah. you and your sister yeah and i think it's also just like i don't know i think we both like just changed in a lot of ways that like are more conducive to having like a really good relationship now because like and also I think the adulting part, cause like usually we'd have, if we hung out, it was like in a controlled environment, right? Like there was a parent around right. or like something like that. But now it's like, we're like volunteering our time and ourselves to like hang out with each other. And so it's like over food or something like that. Like something that's like, I don't know. It just feels different. 
So yeah. So yeah, it was really good. It was fun. Um, today I'm like going to go on a hike with a friend and I'm looking forward to that too. But like, I probably should hydrate <laughs> before I do that. Cause I, I definitely feel like I haven't drank enough water this weekend. So if you're listening to this, drink your water. Absolutely. The way I felt last night, I need <laughs> water and getting some food in my system. Yeah. Do you like liquid IV? You know, I've never actually tried it. The girls have always told me to use it. And I have a few packs, but for whatever reason, I never think about it. You should do it. It'll like you'll be hydrated. You'll just have one glass of water and you'll be hydrated. You'll I feel like a different have one over here somewhere. <laughs> I think I actually do have one. I think I brought it in last night. I got a free one through um the Whole Foods that were giving oh, out yeah. free things. And I think they put a liquid IV in this bag. So I might just have to have one so I can get my wife together today. I have a Especially friend. She and I are like really, oh, yeah, yeah. And that's a good flavor. Um, <laughs> liquid IV, you should sponsor me. Thank you so much. Um, but um, no, it's, yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know. It's like game changing. Cause I feel like I'm outside a lot. And so like, I do get dehydrated very quickly. Like the amount of water that I have to drink every single day is absurd, like more than a gallon to keep up. Um, and so yeah, liquid IV has definitely been a game changer for me. Well, that's what I am going to take right after this <laughs> and get my life together. Cause this week is going to be a very busy week for me. Um, so many, I have like long days this week, so I need to get myself together mm. so I can be productive. Yeah, as it should be. Um, but yeah, we wanted to kind of wrap up the season um, and kind of talk about like how we feel the season went and what our highlights were. And I don't know if we have little lights, but maybe we can talk about a potential low light. Um, no, I'm trying to pull up the episodes. So, what like is there an episode that stood out to you this season? This season, I feel like this season has been a big blur. I think there's been so much transition in my life throughout mm-hmm. the season, um, to where I feel like I was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to say what my favorite episode is from this season, you know, I really enjoyed when we did the breakdown of the Euphoria episode. I was that too. I thought that was really fun. And I and I don't know, I think Euphoria is getting a lot of love now. So they just released the Emmy nominations. And um, Zendaya got a nomination um and um sydney sweeney got a nomination which mm. i'm rooting for super excited because she had a very um you know she was um cassie yeah and so her arc this season was like just phenomenal and i think she did a great job of like bringing the range and acting and she went mean it was like tons of memes based off of her character this season so I really do hope that she's able to like snag 
the win because she she did a great job this season. Yeah. Um, no, I I definitely agree. I was excited for Zendaya too because I I mean I don't know. I feel like she doesn't get as much um, recognition as she deserves. Right. Um, but yeah, I was happy for both of them. I really enjoyed Euphoria. Like it was definitely like a really big like break for me for my day every day. And I'm pretty sure I binged watched it and like just watched all the episodes for the first season within a few days. But like it was a really good break from school for me. Um and yeah, the makeup was like the makeup was my favorite part, really. <laughs> it like it was something that I really like I still follow. Like I follow a lot of the makeup artists who work on work on the set and like kind of like their process of like creating certain looks. And I really liked looking into that and learning more about that. Um, I do agree that this like season felt a little bit like a blur. Um, and one of the reasons I kind of felt like that is like, I feel like there was also just so much, like so many like chaotic things going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And so it's like hard to, I don't know, like everything just seemed to be moving fast. Um at some point. And so, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I also liked some of our, like, um, like the one with you and Tyler and where we talked about Obama, that was another one that I like still think kind of stood out to me. And then also the very first one where we were kind of like deep, like, um, what were we talking about? Like we're talking about like self care and like, right. It was like honoring thyself. Yeah we had that that word that was different and I was like oh it's funny that you think that way like betrayal versus honoring yeah right right. yeah yeah and I really I just like really enjoyed that conversation a lot and it was just um one of you know one of my favorite things and like I just think like in this season I feel like we got into more like personal notes um too just because we like even discussed religion and spirituality and like Roe versus Wade and like um, how some of that might conflict with, you know, being Christian or um, identifying with, you know, parts of Christianity, but like trying to adjudicate like how that all fits together. Um, and so, yeah, I think like there was definitely a very personal take on the season. And so that was pretty cool. I think that we also like, you know, the first season, I think we focused a lot on having guests. Mm-hmm. And so we had a lot of guests the first season, um, whereas we didn't really do that this season. And I think a lot of that was probably also due to, like, life um, <laughs> and the stressors that we had just in our our regular normal lives, yeah. um, which kind of impacted how much time we had to, like, reach out to people. Yeah, but, no, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, even when we were planning though, I think there was only a handful, like maybe two or three people that we were even thinking about potentially like bringing on. Um, But yeah, I definitely thought of this season as like a case study on you and me. Like if someone wanted to do a case study on like, you know, two kind of random people who exist on this big rock, um, it would, this would have been like a good episode to go to, to do like a qualitative study on. Yeah, um, or a good season that. to go to. Yeah, so yeah, no, it was, it was definitely I don't know, very different from our first season. Shorter for sure. Um, I don't so know, what, like, what didn't you? What were there things that you were like, oh, we could have done that better, or 
Um, I wouldn't say that. I think some of these conversations are ones that like I can always extend on. And that's like always kind of like, as I'm like listening back on an episode or something, one thing I always like think about is like, oh, like this is something else I would say if I, if we were to talk about this topic again. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's the only piece that I felt like FOMO over, (laughs) but otherwise Mm -hmm. not like, I, yeah, I really enjoyed mostly all the episodes that we we um you know kind of put forth and like i think i think the only like thing i would change or like that i don't i don't think even think it's a negative is that i would just extend a lot of these conversations um beyond the recording of what they are i would agree i think that i i don't know i just keep when i think about this season overall i just think about you know the the what else I would have been able to give to the conversation had my, you know, existence been more stable. <laughs> um, because you're right. I think a lot of the conversations we had, especially like the Roe v. Wade mm. um, conversation was something that like I would have been, a, I would have liked to have, you know, had more references um, and be able to discuss like oh i saw this on this news station or i saw this on that you know this is what this person is saying versus this population of people um and you know having a more well-rounded opinion about it i think um because i i'm actively avoiding the news is very depressing you know i i want to talk about these things but i also feel like i'm trying to avoid a lot of the 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 negativity in order to like keep my mental health aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that makes it, you know, challenging to have those conversations because you're actively trying not to. Yeah. Well, and like, I think even this, like, you know, a lot of our episodes were kind of also an escape, right? Because we were be kind of talking about like lighthearted, not necessarily like unimportant parts of our life, but just more lighthearted things like skincare or like self-care. Or, I mean, and not that that's lighthearted either, but it's not people taking away our reproductive rights and learning right. our other rights and um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I like I completely get that. And like even just given that you ha- you do have like, I think, an interest in politics when it isn't so chaotic, because like, you know, yeah. you did those political breakdowns like on your Instagram um, prior to what was it? Trump being elected uh, or no after, after. yeah right. after during and during the um, Biden Trump yeah thing. yeah and like even in the Roe versus Wade conversation I think one thing that we did bring up was that health law ethics class that we both took during our MPH and we mentioned one case the uh, Lawrence v was it Lawrence v Texas yes yeah um and like i think it would have been like interesting to go into that more but again like how much when it's like constantly around you constantly like the buzz around you like how much more do you want to really sit and think about it right yeah just even to be thinking about the possibility that even more rights can be stripped um i think is also very um depressing to have to to think about and kind of digest and explore because, you know, we're talking about Roe v. Wade right now, but Lawrence, you know, v. Texas is all about, you know, LGBTQ plus rights. And so yeah. we're now going down this line that we know some of our politicians are also walking down in yeah. order to overturn these rights. Yeah. 
and there was like an executive order signed, but I think it would have also been nice because I still don't quite understand all the nuances of it. But even to like dissect that, like that's something else that like I haven't done it because it sounds exhausting. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, I definitely think like, I don't know, like, go, yeah, going to the politics of all of it would just have been <laughs> more exhausting than like life already is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think another thing that like came up within the season is like um, kind of this like idea of being maybe more moderate than we originally thought. And I don't, I was talking to my sister about this because as much as we can say moderate or as much as other people might label us as moderate for some of these beliefs, I also think that it is like, well, and obviously I'm biased, but I think it's progressive in like the right way. Um, Just because like, um, it was like affirming for me to like hear some of the thoughts that you had about like, um, these like kind of extreme views about like not voting you know, one side or another that like both sides are the same or, um, or like what motivates of... each side. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember this, this conversation because it, you know, I've, 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 have I struggled with this? Sure. Let's mm-hmm. say I have, I've kind of struggled with the idea of being more moderate um, because I think Tyler is a lot more liberal Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he really resonates with the Bernie Sanders, the Elizabeth Warrens of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that I don't or, you know, don't want those same things. I think a lot of what they say feels lofty. And so it doesn't, it always feels like there's no real path to yeah. making that happen. And so I inadvertently become more moderate, um, and just kind of reconciling with that because as a black gay man, you know, I I don't want to be in the way of human rights in any way. And I feel mm-hmm. like if we're speaking about being more liberal, then you're usually advocating for the people um, from the very bottom to the very top in a way. Um, and that is the train that I want to be on. So mm-hmm. it's, always, it's always challenging to kind of think about how those two play together. No. And I think you said very well, like exactly how I feel too. Cause like, you know, if Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren were to win a primary, like hundred percent, I would go after them. But again, like the difference between like a Republican and a Democrat, there is a difference. I think that's like my, my mm-hmm. main point is that there is still a difference Um, And I think some of the arguments that I hear are that they're the same and that they're both trash and they're both evil. But like, as we've seen in Roe versus Wade, that's not something that came out of the Republican side of the party, like the government that came out of the, or sorry, that came out of the Republican side of the government, not the Democratic side, Um, even though there are Democrats who are pro-life. But like, I just think that it's a nuanced, it's a nuanced thing where you have to look at which... Democrats or which Republicans and like, you know, try to push the vote accordingly until we're in a position to do these like lofty things that like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren want. And also even like this idea of going back to just like the individual and like what you can do within your community. I mean, I think I will always be like a believer in like the individual effort. Mm -hmm. Um, My sister, I was talking to my sister about this too, because um, <laughs> I was on this, I still am on this like zero waste journey of like, 
you know, trying to think about my consumption and trying to think about like what I can do um, in, in terms of my, the waste that I create. And like recently I started composting within my neighborhood. My neighborhood has a service where they will come pick up your compost and, you know, go use it to um, feed the community gardens that exist in this neighborhood. And so that's another thing that you can do to like, um, you know, promote environmentalism, sustainability, things like that. But um, I was telling my sister that like I was on campus and this like kid came up to me asking me if I wanted to be part of the sustainability club or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. That's like what I'm trying to do. And he was like, oh, like, what do you know about sustainability? And so I started kind of like rattling off like the few individual level things that I've been doing. And the kid essentially told me that like my efforts were meaningless because they were. <laughs> That's what my sister said too. She like gave me this look like what? But essentially that my efforts were meaningless because it was like, it didn't have that great of an impact compared to like what a corporate could do, a corporation could do, which is true. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> but like, so how, so I guess what is his objective in recruiting people to his group? Because well, end of the day (laughs) so i looked into it more and the whole point of the club is that they're trying to change like corporate sustainability practices or something like that which like i was like okay like that's lofty good luck i would like to know what you've accomplished at the end of the year which i don't think they accomplish anything because again who's going to listen to a bunch of like you know undergrads who are just writing letters to a corporation like they probably just burn those letters or like rip them up for fun you know for confetti because they get a million of them and so, like, my sister was just, like, she, like, had the, the same reaction as you of, like, it's just, like, weird to, like, be told that your individual efforts are meaningless or not impactful. Because, like, for a while, I did take that to heart. And I was, like, oh, like, why even care? Why even try? Why even, like, do anything? And then, like, I'm back in this place now where I was, like, no. Like, these things actually bring me joy, outside of like what they can do for the environment outside of how they can inspire other people to also take on some of these habits um, outside of like, you know, being able to like feed my classmates, feed some of my neighbors. Um, And so like, you know, I'm back full force and doing not everything. Well, no, I think I still maintained all the habits that I had. Um, But like, you know, more so just like thinking about the joy that it brings me and the impact that like, it might not be like saving the world, but it is making other people think about like, oh, maybe I can compost. Maybe I can recycle. Maybe I can, and I don't, recycling's that we talked about this on our podcast, mm-hmm. but recycling's a, an iffy, an iffy impact. But, you know, I think the effort is what matters. And I think that's where, I mean, like the reason why I told the story was because um, I think oftentimes like a lot of the conversation is about like corporate American, what corporate American can do. And while I'm a hundred percent in agreement that like things do need to be in cha- need to be changed, the feasibility or the likelihood of that happening anytime soon is just not there. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. Um, it would it would take like hundreds of years for the things that people think about or want that are you know like to have corporates like be completely zero emissions or you know pay out to the communities that they they live in things like that mm-hmm. that to have to get to that level it just take years at this point and so while it's a great idea it's just not something that can happen at the snap of you know our fingers and so that's why like i've just continued to like think about the individual effort of individual people 
within their individual communities and how collectively that can have um, a bigger effort, a bigger like impact globally. And I mean, that's like the definition of public health. Which yeah. has always been the um, where this podcast, anyway, has kind of stemmed <laughs> from, um, because public health is all about those macro and those micro levels mm-hmm. working together. So, yes, do you need people at the very top in the federal government advocating and thinking about how we can protect ourselves, you know, us from ourselves? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but I think. That is for not if you also don't have people on the the bottom floor making changes or inspiring others to make a change or doing something to also aid in those federal policies and laws and regulations. Um, So I think it takes both. Yeah. And so, you know, for someone to be recruiting someone to their their club and not understanding the full broad picture feels very weird to me yeah you know corporations they that's one thing but like also a lot of the times individual people alone don't influence those corporations it takes those individual people being like whistleblowers right and forcing the government or forcing policy to be enacted to make this change right exactly and like I think part of it is like, I'm glad that this person had a dream, you know, to like overturn corporate greed and all that. But again, just the feasibility of it is like, like what can a student organization really do? Mm-hmm. And I hate saying that too, because I don't ever want to discount anyone or any, any entity or anything, but like just realistically, like I, want to see what they accomplished that year um i would i would love to know because if it was just like writing letters and like kind of creating this like false alarm and then telling people that their efforts are like worth nothing then like um yeah then i don't know if that's necessarily a good thing so Yeah. So like, I don't know, that's, I guess that's where like my, and again, it's like, it's not even modernism. It's like a, just a different branch of progressive mentality. Um, Because even if we think about like people like Bernie Sanders and like Elizabeth Warren, I feel like they very much started within their own communities. Oh yeah. um, Yeah. Like, you know, they have a huge history of like starting within their, starting their work within their own communities and just wanting better. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that, that like, sometimes that gets taken away in this like far liberal side of the spectrum and yeah. And I just, I think I just don't subscribe to it because again, I, I would like to see what can happen now versus what can happen after I'm dead. <laughs> so, I yeah. Agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly, you know, so I'm hope, you know, it's, it's always very, um, frustrating especially nowadays to live in the u.s of a because <laughs> um, you really never know how things are gonna go but i'm just hoping that you know we can all continue the good fight yeah and work to get some of these rules um back to where they they need to be and protecting reproductive health and protecting queer people and protecting people of color and protecting vulnerable populations. Like all of this is important. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I think I completely agree. I think it's just like, you know, if this is like the land of the free, really subscribing to the idea and not like, I mean, so long as it's not causing mass harm to anyone, any other people, like, let's just continue with that as the attitude, you know, live and let live until the point of causing mass harm. Um, or even self-harm, I guess is, uh, you know, also a point of it, but yeah, I just don't, it's, <laughs> I think you said this on, on the last episode about like, and I think I wrote it down, but like, um, mind your business. Wait, was it mind your business and don't care about my shit or something like that? I, I don't remember what you said, but uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you can go back to the last episode. To That's look something, something I would say though, mind your yeah. business and don't worry about what the fuck I'm doing because it don't make it don't make no sense yeah. how many, how often people love being in other people's business I ain't, I, I ain't never wanted to be in nobody else's business <laughs> I just I don't care <laughs> yeah I mean I don't think anyone really cares like I I mean okay so I I should say that I care if it's someone that I actually really care about like my sister for example like I do want to know that she's safe and like all this other stuff but she was like telling me a story about like some stupid shit that she and her friends were doing. And I was like, you know what? I'm proud of you. And she's like, I think you need to have experiences like that. And she was like, I never thought I'd hear you say that, but, <laughs> but, or hear anyone say that. But like, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Just be safe. That's all I have to say. Be safe. Don't hurt other people and, and then do whatever you want. Yep. I, I don't disagree at all. So I hope hopefully we'll move towards that as a country and again, yeah, fight in the fight. As Lady Gaga says, when you hit rock bottom, the only direction you can go is up. So I think there's only good things coming from here. Is that true? <laughs> I feel like there's so many other places you can go. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, if it's rock bottom, then yeah. I mean, it's a good, I guess you could go like out, right? Like stay at rock bottom but like go in the other direction stay at rock bottom and be a bum bitch i mean i don't know where else i mean i feel like you don't have to go up yeah i because i guess you could build your house there at rock bottom and just live there yeah, just stay there and be a i don't want to be at rock bottom though yeah. i've already been at rock bottom yeah i think we are having you know different points in our lives yeah um, that's why i'm dreading the the winter because i can already feel that i'm gonna have seasonal depression and it's going to just be the most uh, frustrating thing to deal with this winter. Is it vitamin D that helps with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like, hey, vitamin D pills. And I'm like, I need to be taking off pills now. Because <laughs> I just... I, Get I'm ready. Already, yeah. Build up your little stash in your body. Yes. I'm already annoyed that winter is coming. Because, you know, we're in July. So we're now... Getting to August, you know, which means we're getting to fall. And <laughs> though I love the the fashions of fall, I yeah want to deal with what comes after fall. Oh, for sure. And like, I don't know. I I I'm hundred percent there too. Except for I don't like summer either. I like so I have I have I spend a lot of time outside, and I it's just like. It just makes me cranky. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to cry, and I just feel like I'll come home from like whatever I do outside. I know I'm being really shady. Walking dogs outside, and I will um, 
literally just want to take a nap for a whole hour to recover. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I hate that. That's what I feel like. But yeah, I'm looking forward to fall. I do think I also have seasonal depression, but no, it's not worth it. (laughs) I just need, you need to get one of those sun lamps. I'll get one too. We'll both get sun lamps. That's what Tyler was saying. He was like, I'll get you a sun lamp. I'm like, brother, we don't have to figure it out because at this point, I just can't even fathom going into the winter where it's going to be dark and cold and the days get shorter. And and it's not like I do anything. It's not like I'm outside enjoying the weather. I just like the fact that it is not cold or short days. I feel like we're all just a bunch of little plants. You know, we need the sunshine. We need it to not be cold. Mm-hmm. We need to be watered. And sometimes we need to be fed. I agree. <laughs> My goodness. Um, so where are you looking forward to as you move, as we move into our break? Um, mm. Post this episode. I don't even know. I I mean, I think my life is just going to be the same. I'm going to keep the same schedule. Um I just I don't know. Like I there's not I mean, hopefully my publication will come out by then. Mhm. Hopefully I have like two more publications out, but yeah, I mean, I those are the only things I'm looking forward to, but nothing like specific otherwise. Mhm. You know, what about you? Um, I'm just looking for more balance, balance. Wait, did I, am I saying this right? Balance? Yeah. Balance. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. It's, I'm telling you, this, this alcohol is come is running through me like lava. Um, I'm looking for more balance, you know, with me starting a new job and I've talked about that on this podcast, I believe is that that transition at times is very hard for me mm-hmm. um, because I'm, I'm running the whole chalupa. You know, I'm running the whole show. And so what's frustrating is that a lot of things feel like they bottleneck with me. But like, if I don't have time to do it, then like, what am I supposed to do? I don't have anyone to pass it to. Um, I don't want to stay till, you know, work till six o'clock. But I, a lot of the times I feel like I really do. Like today I'm going to put in some hours so I can just catch up. But a lot of the times I really feel like I have to, like, um, uh, be everywhere and nowhere. I have to do everything and nothing. I have this pressure, that pressure, you know, and it's just um, not as easy as I thought it would be. Um, And so I'm even thinking, you know, like I'm working very hard and get paid less than Tyler makes at the moment. And he has a real cushy situation. They have happy hours every other week. They go on boats. You know, he's about to go on a boat next week for uh, outing, you know, and, you know, he doesn't have the same amount of stress. Like he has work that is important that he's getting done, but, you know, he doesn't have a team who's calling off you know, who um, you have to find coverage for. He doesn't have doctors yelling at him or asking him to do something, you know? So it's, a lot of that is, a lot of this is stuff that just kind of feels like it is unique to this job, but I'm working harder than I 
probably yeah you to make what I'm making. Well, I was going to ask, like, if you're working on the weekends, um, does that roll over into the hours you work per week? Like, no. No, it's just, you know, I'm salaried and I'm full time. So, so like, even if it's over 40 hours, yeah, you don't get any benefits from that. Okay. See, that's Yeah. So me putting in time today is just me doing it to help my peace of mind. Yeah. But it's not that I'm going to get paid for it. Um, and like, if I wanted to, like, you know, I could take a half day, you know, and not put in PTO because I put it in, I put the work mm-hmm. in today. Um, so I could do that. And I'm planning on taking the whole day off when Beyonce's album comes out on the 29th. So, <laughs> good. Okay, that. yes. I need to hear uh, that. Um, I plan to be drinking and dancing and just playing the song. I, I, I plan to have a visceral reaction where I'm crying um, oh. <laughs> and dancing um, all day. So, I'm taking the day off. I've asked Tyler if he's going to stay at home to leave me the fuck alone um, because it will be a Beyonce, you know, and Preston day. <laughs> but does it, is Tyler going to have a Beyonce and Tyler day? Maybe, but Tyler and I consume music very differently. Oh. You know, I'm a girl, I'm an albums girl, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to fit, I'm going to have a, you know, my headphones in that I can hear every note and um, play the album from the first song to the end so I can get a full picture of what was this artist trying to tell me with this body of work, right? And so I need to listen to it. I need to like make notes of like, okay, I like this one. Oh, I don't really care for that one. Oh, I like that one, you know? And then I go back and I'm able to listen to it again from a less critical eye mm-hmm. and just enjoy it. Um, and so that is the process. And I so love that. I this is why you're a music lover. Like, yeah. I really enjoy music. That's why I buy my, that's why I moved to buying, you know, records because I miss that unboxing opening experience I used Mm -hmm. to have with the CDs and, you know, it's not cool to have CDs anymore, but like a record, you know, you kind of still get a similar satisfaction. Well, there's something very like, you know, it's obviously very bougie or feels bougie and fancy, right? To have a record, even over having a CD, like. Right. So, yeah. No, I'm happy for you. I'm excited for you. That sounds great. Um, except for the work part. That doesn't sound great. But the, the just Beyonce, the Beyonce day sounds great. It's not, I just, I can't wait. And, and then I just have so much coming up from work that I just, you know, that requires me to like stretch myself. Like I hate small talk, but now I'm having to help recruit, you know, a new doctor. And so two hours in the itinerary where I have to like occupy their time and I'm not looking forward to it. I think you should bring games. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) just like, Oh my God. Like, should I just bring them an edible? Like, leave me the fuck alone. Like I just, I'm telling you, I just don't know what it is as I've gotten older this job. I just want Wait, you're trying to recruit to them, and but not hire. Like, what does how, how, what does that mean? Like recruiting. So okay. we're recruiting them to hire them, but okay. you know, in the world of medicine, our doctors are like 
our NBA players, right? So you're trying to wine, dine, and woo them to choose your organization because they most likely have competing offers with other institutions. Mm. Um, And so you need to be the best one. So sometimes it boils down to just how you wine and dine them. Um, But what if you get like a bad vibe from them? Then what like... Is it worth and the effort? You don't have to move forward. It's the interview process for us as well as them, you know? So if we get the vibe that, like, they just would not be a great fit here or they're, like, a terrible human being, then it becomes a thanks but no thanks situation. Mm, I see. Um, okay, good. And so both I was going to say, yeah, because, like, that doctor that you mentioned last week, hopefully, I mean, I would hope that you don't get, like, a second version of that person, you know? Oh, yeah, the doctor who send me a nasty gram yeah yeah i i hope so as well you know i i don't know you just you never know what you're gonna get sometimes with the physician yeah um sometimes they're very well adjusted and you know they understand that their title doesn't mean that they are above anyone else and you know they act like a decent human being and then you have Mm -hmm. other ones who are fairly narcissistic in their approach um and we have a mix of both on the team. So it's, you know, I'm not, it's nothing that I'm not used to, but it's, you know, it's still annoying to have to deal with it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I mean, hopefully you choose someone good, someone who like vibes really well with the group and like kind of feeds into that motivation that you've mentioned of like, you know, making your environment more like diverse and inclusive. Right. You know? Yeah. And maybe they'll like, Enjoy the same music as you. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I'm just, you know, it is what it is. You know, a lot of times people try to relate to me. Um, They're like, Preston, you listen to rap music? I'm like, what about me makes you think I listen to rap music? (laughs) Black. Dang. Ooh, out. Black. because I end up having to be like, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, like, I love Drake. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, Drake. <laughs> Shoot. Wait, is Drake, I mean, hasn't Drake not always been a rapper? Hasn't he, like, kind of toyed with his style? Or am I making that yeah. up? Yeah. Okay. He's been a rapper singer. Okay, rapper singer. Okay. Yeah, he's qualified as a rapper. I think that's what he does primarily. That's what he sees himself as a rapper. I see. But he, you know, even his last album he just released, um, it's all singing. It's all house music. It's all him singing. And the girls were, like, upset because they were like, you know, we thought you were going to be rapping a little bit more on this album. And he only has, like, one song on here that he's, like, rapping. But it's a... How many tracks? It's a 14-track album um, that's categorized as dance. So mm-hmm. it's a house dance album um, where he's singing. So it's a cute song. It's a cute, like, collection. You know, I'm always very critical of people who are... Um, vocalists who are not vocalists or who choose to be vocalists who are not vocalists, i.e. Drake, i.e. Nicki Minaj. Um, You know, I think there are people who can do it successfully, like that rap singing thing. Lauren Hill would be one, you know. My girl Doja Cat has grown on me. I think 
she's able to do it a bit more success successfully than some of the other girls of today. Um, but I just, I would rather hear them rap. Like Drake, I would rather hear you rap. Nikki, I would absolutely, positively <laughs> rather hear you rap. I don't want to hear you sing another song. I'm tired of you singing songs. You sound terrible. Just don't. Just <laughs> rap. Just rap. <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, I, you know, I trust your judgment. I, I'm not a music lover. I like music, but I'm not a music lover. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, there was someone who I was just saying that recently. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but um, Doja Cat, I do like how she presents herself on social media. Some, well, not sometimes. I feel like she's relatable. Like, I feel like if I met her and she wasn't a celebrity, we would be friends. Right. But I mean, maybe, I mean, yeah, yeah. She would be interested in a person like me because she's a celebrity, but yeah, I just think she would be, we would have been friends if she, if I just met her randomly at like a bar or something. Um, but yeah, that's what I used to judge people with as if we would be friends. Yeah. I don't yeah, think Drake and I would be friends. Who? Drake. I feel like if Drake was being the Drake that he know he is from Toronto, Jewish, <laughs> um, I think we actually might be friends with Drake. But oh, okay. He's gonna put on his, you know, Drake persona. No, sorry. If we if he was being Aubrey, because you know that's his original yeah. you know, that's his name. So if he was being Aubrey. I feel like I could be his friend. I could talk to him. <laughs> and being Drake is like, girl, get out of here. Because uh-huh. he's gonna throw open, he's gonna throw out some Jamaican accent when he's not even Jamaican. Uh, and it's gonna annoy the mess out of me. Why so. do people do that though? I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I really like my friends who are Jamaican, like Shantae. I probably shouldn't say their names, but I have two really good friends who are both from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, I get why people might want to be Jamaican, but I just don't understand. I don't understand, like, why people do what you just described Drake doing. I don't know. I think a lot of the times people think it's, you know, an homage to the music that they love, the Bob Marley's. Um, mm-hmm. But. It, I I don't know. Drake always has done it though throughout his career. He'll throw on like a little Jamaican patois accent. <laughs> and it's like, girl, get out of here. But then we accept it. Like it's fine because it's Drake. Yeah. So um I don't know. I just like I said, I'd much rather him hear him rap and not give me a full album. Cause I don't even hate his singing. I just don't want to hear a whole album of him singing. It's like do do it here and there again he does it more successfully than Nicki minaj but it's still just not not the girls like mm-hmm. you're not a vocalist leave that to the beyonce's <laughs> you know right so yeah yeah i yeah i can agree with that um and i guess also the other thing that i think about when i think about drake is like how he was or is obsessed with rihanna which rightfully so but like i i find that i don't know it bothers me a little bit Mm -hmm. like leave the girl alone but 
I don't disagree. I'm hoping now that Rihanna, you know, is a full ass mom that he has decided to go and, you know, pest someone else, pester mm-hmm. someone else. Um, because it was it for a while there, it was kind of like, okay, all right, we, we got it. <laughs> um, but I don't know, you know, I always think that at the end of the day, maybe there's stuff that we don't know, and Rihanna yeah. could have been, you know sending him mixed messages one moment she's fine right she's like you know what get get off of me get off of me and he's like wait what's happening you know so who knows (laughs) you're right you're right yeah definitely um what else what else is there um in terms of like last week one of the things that we also want to talk about i think was skincare was one of them and i can't remember the other one self-care is that something that you're looking, you just mentioned like, you know, with this break going into like feeling more balanced or trying to work towards that. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming self-care is part of that, but has that changed? Like what that looks like for you? Has that changed? Um, yes and no. I think ultimately I really have been enjoying getting back to the gym. I've been going a lot more frequently. Um and I've just been trying to make it, again, a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we're going to go to Zumba if I can make it through being hungover. Um, <laughs> Look what I be. Get it. You'll be goodness. good. I'm like, geez, Louise, I cannot take this. So if I can make it through, uh, that's what we'll do when we finish this recording. Um, but it's just, I'm trying to just become more in tuned with how I feel, like, physically because even like eating I don't always regularly eat um during the week because I'm like busy going on the on the go you know so I'm not always taking the lunch sometimes if I I'll try and eat a breakfast but if I eat a breakfast then I feel less bad about not eating lunch and then I'll eat dinner but that's not how I my body works like I'm a girl that needs food like I don't know People who sit here and intermittent fast, I, I'm happy for you. It's never <laughs> been my tea. I cannot do it. I need food. Um, and so, you know, it does like impact me if I don't get my lunch. But if I'm better able to eat a lunch, if I bring a lunch mm-hmm. versus having to go get something, because I know it's harder for me to get out of the building to go and get something. Yeah. Whereas if I have my lunch, it's easier for me to just take it, warm it up, you know, in the in the, the break room right there and, you know, eat. And so I have to be more intentional about bringing my lunch. I want to be more intentional about eating breakfast and just like eating meals um, and not feeling like I need to like starve myself or um, or or just being flippant in how I get my food in um because i do you know it's like i want do i want to lose weight like oh i I hate chasing weight so i'm never really trying to lose weight but i do again want to become get my strength back um i feel it coming back it's coming back slowly but surely but get my strength back um and you know if my body goes through some sort of recomposition to you know acclimate to the new weights that I'm pushing then great but if not I'm not gonna worry about it yeah I mean I think I I feel like I'm in the same boat like recently I've been just focusing on like 
yeah, I feel like I'm in completely the same boat in terms of food, in terms of like exercise and even weight. Um, because yeah, like I was also that person who like, I don't know. I felt like I was always on the go. I like wasn't eating regularly. I was eating very randomly and like, it, that's not good for you. I mean, intermittent fasting is one thing. Like I did do that when I was at Texas A&M mm-hmm. and it worked for me, but I don't think I can do it anymore. Like I've definitely tried and I get hungry really fast. Um, but it's like not good for your metabolism to not eat. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so I feel like I'm in the same boat where I'm just trying to think about like my health in, in that regard. And then also just like trying to be active, intentionally active, not like passively active. Cause I am very passively active. Like I do walk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting though. Cause I'm also trying to train for a 5k And so like three days a week I'll run and then four days I'll lift weights, but that takes a toll on your body too. Yeah. So yeah, my back has been like definitely very stiff. Um, how has like, are you're not just doing Zumba. So Zumba is just a Sunday thing or is it an everyday thing? Okay. And then, and then otherwise you're just like weightlifting like normal otherwise i'm lifting i try to do like you know treadmill cardio but it's not my favorite so i'm not going to really do it Mm -hmm. so i'd much rather just lift um and so that's what i focus on and so you know you have your your split you have your leg day your chest day your back and biceps um chest and tricep and triceps and so um i do that but i'm also recognizing that i have to like switch things up like i like triceps for one thing like i hate arms but i need to do arms Mm -hmm. so i need to like dedicate a day to them separating Mm -hmm. them out was always like i felt like i Oh, if I don't get to it, fine. Like, whatever. <laughs> so, like, I wasn't always doing it. Whereas now I'm like, okay, Preston, you need to have a day dedicated to it. So I'll do arms and cardio on the same day or something. Mm, yeah. Um, just so I can focus on my arms and put more attention to it. Otherwise, I wasn't doing that. What is your favorite, like, favorite? I think we talked about this before, but what is your favorite, like, split? Um, I am a, I'm a, I like, uh, it's weird. Cause I, so I love a chest day is my favorite, but I really do like leg day after I get past the squats (laughs) because the squats is what, you know, beats my body up the most. Mm -hmm. Um, and I prefer back squats. I'm not coordinated enough to do front squats. So I like back squats, um, but of course that puts pressure on your spine. And so I always feel like I'm like pushing through and then I'm trying to put more weight on. So I'm trying to challenge myself and I have a belt, but um, I don't know. It's like getting through those squats is a task. Yeah. But then everything else after that, like I can push through. It's fine. Yeah. I enjoy it. And I enjoy focusing mm-hmm. on my tush because it makes me feel like I'm a bad bitch. Yeah. Um, coming. I think front squats are also supposed to be like a quad dominant exercise, right? 
Yes, I think they both are. I think it works with quads more if it's in the front because of okay. the way that the weight is distributed. Mm-hmm. But um, depending on how you stand, like your stance when you're squatting, it's more quad dominant. It can be more quad dominant than like hamstring glute dominant. Mm, they both have to be active which is what i have learned over the years is that i can't just jump into a squat like you know i have to warm up so i have to stretch i have to use my um my grace grace fit uk grace beverly (laughs) and shreddy band so i activate my glutes that way i'll um do some incline treadmill like walking and just try to like spread my my um my cheeks that way, my glutes. Um, and then I start my squat and I and I have a much more successful squat day because the muscles are activated that need to be activated. Mm-hmm. Um and then I'll do so I try to train legs twice a week, and one is more quad heavy, and then the other one is more glute heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Targeting my tush. I see. Yeah, my splits changed because now it's uh, back, bicep, and legs. That's one day. Then chest, tricep, and legs. And then just glutes on the third day. And maybe shoulders. I'll maybe seven shoulders then too. Because mm. I only do th- I only lift weights three times a week now. And so that's been the split that I've been going with. Are you having a lot of energy to get through the whole workout when you do Yeah. That? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, my workouts have been really good, actually. Um, usually, like, my roommate or my friend, Katrina, will, will, like, I'll usually have someone with me, and I usually have better workouts with someone because, like, Katrina, <laughs> Katrina is, like, really great because she, I'll, like, I'll, like, you know, be thinking aloud about, like, something that we can do, like, a superset, and I'll be, like, I think that's too hard. Like, I think we're going to kill ourselves, and she'll be, like, let's just do it, and we end up doing it, and we do end up killing ourselves, but, like, when you get it done... Right. Feel proud because you did something right. really hard. Um, so yeah, like yeah, I think usually like when I have someone else with me, I'm like like just I feel like like kind of like the motivation because I'm the most knowledgeable out of the two of us when it comes to weightlifting. Mm-hmm. So like if they're doing it and they are like less experienced than me, then I should be able to do it too. Like that's how that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, they've been great motivators and um yeah, I feel like I've had pretty good workouts. It's just like the rest day, like the rest day is my running day and I hate running, but it's actually been enjoyable so far. So it's good. Yeah. So, well, I need to start running, but I just, I'm not. (laughs) It's hard. It just sucks. And especially in the heat. Mm Mm-mm. I, it has to be like early morning, like five or six a.m. for me to enjoy running. I, I don't even know what running outside is. I don't know what <laughs> that is because um, <laughs> that has never been a part of my um, itinerary. But you know, running inside on the treadmill, you know, is one thing or a track. I can do a track. Mm-hmm. Um, I could do a track. I can't do a treadmill. But outdoors in nature, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you know, like just like jump over dog poo and like 
don't know, hear the birds chirping. Oh, thanks. And then I'm also thinking like, okay, so then if I run to this location, don't you have to run back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a scam. Sounds like a scam to me. I don't like it. You can't just I've hop off the treadmill. I mentally understand. So I'm, I, I'm running to this location <laughs> only to have to run back. So that means yeah. I have to like equate both of those dis- distances in like my psyche, like yeah. If I'm saying right. thirty minutes, I'm ro- I'm running fifteen, and then fifteen back. Like I'm yeah. not doing thirty, and then thirty back. Like girl, what? <laughs> that makes no sense to me. No, I yes, I mean you're absolutely right. You do have to run back home or wherever you started. Um, I don't know how it feels in Chicago though, because like. In Philly, where I live, it's relatively safe, but there has been, like, recent gun violence. So that's something that's always, like, in the back of my mind when I'm running outside, too. It's like, am I going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time? Mm. But, yeah, but, like, that's separate from all this. Um, But, yeah, you do have to run back home. You can't just jump off like you would with a treadmill. I can't do a treadmill because I'm afraid that, like, I'm going to want to stop and the treadmill will not stop. (laughs) I'm going to go flying off of it. I jump, I jump on the the rails on the side, mm-hmm. and then turn it down. So yeah, on the rails and then turn it down. So at my gym, they don't have. So I used to do that on like treadmills before, but at the gym that I go to, they don't have that kind of treadmill. Like if you were to jump off, you'd be like towards the end of the tread. But gotcha. So like that's why I, I don't know. And I'm already a clumsy person as it is, so I feel like it would just be a disaster and I don't need to embarrass myself more than I already do. <laughs> so yeah, I will run outside for now. Cause when we were doing um, CrossFit for that few months and they were like, all right, do a 10 meter. Does that sound right? A 10 meter run or something. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I had to like run outside in the alley and around the building, like this is ghetto. Like I'm not doing this. Yeah, because it was, you know, it was in the city. So oh, like, right, right. Yeah, Chicago. The the crit the the CrossFit is in a gym that's a part of a building, but it has a um like a garage door that leads to the alley. And so that's where we would do some of the exercises outside and then take oh, you off. You posted about this, I think, right? Yeah, way back in the day. It's been a yeah probably a year and a half since we've done cross crossfit and plus they wanted an arm and a leg it was like a hundred and sixty dollars yeah. a month and it's like, really just- expensive it's yeah why is it so expensive oh also this is like a pro tip to everyone out there some insurance plans will cover your gym membership yes and yeah and like i know my insurance through my school also covers a nutritionist or a dietitian, a dietitian for like six sessions. So I don't know if this is something you're interested in, you should take advantage of it. But oh yeah. Mine's was, it wasn't free, but it would be um, a flat $25 fee through my health insurance. But the caveat to that is that the gym that you're looking at has to participate in the program. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the one that I was, I was at a LA fitness before and it participated. So I would pay $25 a month. Mm. Um, 
but the one I'm at now, they don't participate, but they do give you this like deal um, because of my workplace. They have a partnership with my organization. Mm-hmm. So okay. I pay $42 a month instead of, I think it's like 60, 70 something. Yeah, it's still normal. Yeah, yeah that's what people do. And then we have access to any gym in the Chicago area. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. That's nice. I don't know. But yeah, I do. I don't know why these like boutique gyms are so expensive. It's It's ridiculous. And it's the only one that's close. So it's like, I have to like suck it up or drive farther. Yeah. And I'm just not. And especially since we go in the morning a lot, it's just easier for me to get to this one, get ready there and then drop Tyler off and go Mm -hmm. get on the highway to work. So it works out. It's just not as cheap as my first LA fitness um, yeah. was. Yeah. But I mean, good for you. Like, I don't know. I was talking to, who was I talking to? So I was talking to someone about this, about how, like, I feel like taking care of yourself is so important. And like, regardless of body shape, size, weight, whatever, mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's just, yeah, it's really important to just like put in the effort to do even a little bit, like even a 30 minute walk or something. <sighs> for yourself or like just to take care of yourself, take care of your health, you know, extend your life, all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we can wrap this up. This is the end of season two. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I really felt, I felt good about the season and I really enjoyed again, all this conversations that we had. And again, I felt like it was very much a case study about us, our perspectives um, a lot. And yeah, it was good, good little, good little season two. Um, Do you have any, any thoughts you would like to share before we wrap up? No, not necessarily. I'm just, like I said, I'm excited to, um, to have this break and kind of figure out what that means for for us and for me as we move forward. Because I do think I just I have so much that is happening and I need time to settle it. Yeah. Like, to get to a place where I am not frantically running around with the chicken with my head cut off. Um, <laughs> and I think a lot of that is... Once I get a, another partner to share the workload with at work, I think that will even out my disposition, my mood, my time, my schedule. Mm-hmm. I won't feel as overwhelmed. I won't be as grumpy um, or forgetful. So it's just um, I'm hoping that that comes. But then a part of me is also fearful that it won't come and that this is just the reality of my life in this new job. And if that's the case, I'm going to have to figure out how to get out and find something different. Yeah. Become an influencer. Something. Cause <laughs> I'm annoyed. I'm over it. I can't do this. Yeah. And, you know, I want to be happy. I got to oh, I got to yeah. be first. Everyone, <laughs> everyone deserves to be happy, but yeah, especially you. So yeah, I mean, hopefully that comes, hopefully they do get like, you know, another, another you to, sh- for you to share that burden with, um, except for, I don't think they'll ever find another you. Um, uh-huh. 
No, no, a bad bitch. <laughs> a diluted you, maybe not you, but a diluted you. Um, yes. And yeah, and then you know, hopefully that helps a lot because yeah, you're you're literally doing the job of your pre like your previous role and the person's role who you took over. Yeah. 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 So that's wild. Um, but yeah, no, that totally. Uh, I'm stressed out for you. Well, but yeah. All right. Well, you should go follow Preston at Flex and Preston. You can follow me at by underscore Mona B. Mm-hmm. I've been cooking a lot more. So I've been posting a lot more about that. Um, and then you should follow this podcast at Unanthropologetic Podcast. Leave us a like, a comment, subscribe on our Apple platform or any platform that you can like, comment, and subscribe. Um, am I missing anything? No, I think that's really it. All right. Well, till next time, take care. <laughs>